This is Brian, and you're listening to Bringlese Daily. Welcome back. What is up, everybody? Hello, hello, and welcome back to another new episode of Bringlese Daily. Today's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week, and、uh, if you're with me today, that means you want to add a little bit of English. To your life, quindi va bene, va benissimo. Sono più che contento di aggiungere l'inglese mio alla tua vita. And、um, as we always do, why not begin with today's translation challenge? So, guys, la frase oggi è un po' più lunga del solito, la dirò più volte. La frase oggi è quando finirai di pulire. Chiamami, perché ti devo dire una cosa. That's a little bit long. Let me say that two more times. Quando finirai di pulire, chiamami, perché ti devo dire una cosa. All right. Let me just say that one, <laughs> one more time. Quando finirai di pulire, chiamami, perché ti devo dire una cosa. All right. L'avete capito? Guys, at the end of the episode, I'm going to explain. Exactly how to say that sentence in English. Non è scontatissima, but capiremo tutto tra un po'. First, we have to begin today's episode with one big thing, una cosa grande. What would you think if I told you that in the South Pole continent? Of Antarctica, there was a tiny little town. Well, that's actually true. And today we're going to be talking about that, this tiny little town. The name is Villa Las Estrellas. Yes, it's Spanish, Spanish language, but this town. Is actually part of Chile. So, for those of you not familiar with geography, Chile is on the western coast of South America and it's a long, thin country stretching from north to south. And the southernmost point of Chile is actually very close. To Antarctica. And in fact, I think the Chilean people swam over to Antarctica and established this small town, which is called Villa Las Estrellas. Villa. Of course, my Spanish pronunciation is by no means good or perfect. And this is one of very few. Permanently inhabited places in Ant- Antarctica. Obviously, not many people live in the South Pole continent, but the population of Villa Las Estrellas is about 150 people. That's not a small number, honestly. That's a decent number of people who live in this tiny town in Antarctica. So, let me share a little bit of information about this town. 
first of all, it is, of course, a small community, and there are only 14 houses. Back in November of 1984, a little baby named Pablo Camacho was born, and it was the first Chilean person born in the Antarctic region. Imagine going to a party and people say, Hey, Pablo, where are you from? And he says, Oh, you know, I'm from Antarctica. That would, of course, be pretty crazy. But guys, it's a pretty normal town. They also have a school from first grade to eighth grade. They have a healthcare system. They have a church, business is operated in this town. There's a hostel. So if you want to go there, yes, you can be a guest in this town. They have a souvenir shop. They have a sports center. You can play tennis, basketball, volleyball, ping pong. There's a sauna. I feel like a sauna, sauna, a sauna in Antarctica, oof. That would probably be very nice. They have internet, radio, television, phones. Guys, even though it's in Antarctica, I think they have pretty normal lives and it's a normal community. Of course, every picture I see of this place, it's completely white. There's ice on the ground. There's snow on the hills. Needless to say, it's very cold all year. I actually, I'm reading that the record high temperature was 13 degrees. Okay. The only problem is that was a record high. In general, the temperature is pretty constant all year round. Of course, there are no seasons in Antarctica and The average temperature here is about negative 3, negative 4 degrees. So it's not the coldest place on Earth. If you don't mind cold temperatures, you could probably survive here. Although, I should say that the record low temperature, guys, negative 28 degrees. So that does not sound very fun. In any case, I found it very interesting that even in Antarctica, there's a small civilization, 150 people living normal lives. They have their school, their business, their jobs. That's kind of remarkable. I will admit, I probably won't visit Villa Las Estrellas anytime soon. I'm not too interested in going to Antarctica at the moment. But anyway, guys, let's switch over to today's question of the day. And in today's case, the question of the day really has nothing at all to do with one big thing. I chose today's question of the day on purpose Because after spending a couple weeks in Italy, and before that, I spent three months in the United States, 
there's one specific topic I wanted to talk about, and it's waiters, camerieri. Waiters in the United States and waiters in Italy are completely different. By the way, the question of the day is, how are waiters different between the U.S. and Italy? So I wanted to briefly talk about this. In America, we have more of a capitalistic culture. And as a result of that, customer service tends to be very important. If you are a customer, a client, in any situation, genuine, generally, you are treated very well. People smile at you, they help you, they just want to give you the best experience possible. It's part of American culture. In Italy, it's less of a capitalistic culture. People don't necessarily smile at you when they're working. They usually don't say, Hi, welcome! Thank you so much for coming! How can I help you? But in America, they do say that. And you might be thinking, wow, that sounds so nice. People working treat you so well and they smile at you. And yes, in general, it's a good thing. But I have to admit that I kind of prefer the Italian style of waiting, the Italian style of being a waiter. Anytime you go to a restaurant in the United States, the waiter comes to your table and says, Hi, my name is Brian. I'm your waiter today. Let's get you started with something to drink. And it's almost too much. You give them your order, they come back with your drink, and it seems like every 10 minutes they come to your table and they say, Is everything okay? Can I get anything for you? Which, yes, in theory, it's a good idea. I want to be served if I'm at a restaurant. But at the same time, I don't want to be annoyed. I don't want to be interrupted from my conversation every 10 minutes. Even if the waiter is very polite and smiley, I don't want to talk to the waiter every 10 minutes. I compare that experience to my experience in Italy, where the waiter comes to the table and says, Da bere? A posto. And I'm like, thank you. You don't need to put on a show. It doesn't have to be a spectacle. It can be very simple. And in Italy, waiting is very simple. Of course, it also has to do with tipping, le manche. Tip culture in America is a very big thing, and waiters and waitresses depend on tips. So I think as a result of that, they tend to be more enthusiastic. Hi, what can I do for you? In Italy, there's really no tipping, so the waiter is less incentivized to put on a show and make a spectacle and be smiley and be happy. 
Despite that, I prefer the Italian style. I want the waiter or waitress to leave me alone. So what do you guys think about that? Now, before I let you go, let's close today's episode with the answer to the translation challenge. Let me tell you one more time. The sentence today is Quando finirai di pulire? Chiamami perché ti devo dire una cosa. One more time. Quando finirai di pulire, chiamami perché ti devo dire una cosa. So in English, this sentence would be When you're done working, call me because I have to tell you something. All'inizio della frase c'è scritto When you're done cleaning. Non è perfettamente traducibile dall'inglese perché non si dice quando sei fatto pulendo, ma in inglese lo diciamo. Infatti, done è quasi un aggettivo che vuol dire il tuo stato è finito. Quindi, quando il tuo stato è finito, when you are done. E dopo questa parola done, se c'è un verbo, si coniuga nella forma ing. Per questo, when you're done working. Chiamami, call me, questo è imperativo, quindi nessun soggetto. When you're done cleaning, call me. Perché ti devo dire una cosa? L'unica parte difficile qui è sapere che una cosa si dice qualcosa in inglese. Non si dice I have to tell you a thing. Si dice I have to tell you something. Per questo, la nostra frase oggi è When you're done cleaning, call me because I have to tell you something. L'ho detto velocemente, un po' più lentamente. When you're done cleaning, call me because I have to tell you something. And that is today's translation challenge. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me say thank you one more time for joining me on this beautiful Wednesday. If you don't mind... I would ask you to join me again, same time tomorrow. That's going to be Thursday, and we can practice yet again. All right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out, everyone. Bye-bye.